This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. Da, 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 da. We are going to settle this right now. Oh, what? You said that the word C-R-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E was what? Croquet? <laughs> no. What is it? Ready? Croquette. Croquette. There's no way. To, what the fuck? That's what I said. I'm right for the record. <laughs> that's the only word in the English dictionary that's spelled that way that's et. <laughs> it's E-T-T-E. So? Croquette. No, I don't want to hear it. All right, you're wrong. Thank no. you very much. Happy 10-year anniversary. Love you. <laughs> We've been married for 10 years. And together for how long? Well, that's in December. But it doesn't matter. Well, I'm just saying, that'll be in December, it'll be 19. But for our anniversary, it's been 10 years. Yay! Yay! We did how, it. How many of that's been living together? Come on. Yeah, no, no, no. Come on. I'm calling you out. Was I it can't 11 remember. or 12? 2011 or 2012? It was more than half now, for sure. Like. What does that have to do with what I just said? Well, what you said. You said we've been together 20 years and we've lived together for like 12. Math. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, but it's just math and it's breaking my brain. So well, 2011 or 2012, I think, is when we bought... Yeah. Well, that's when we bought our first house, though. Yeah, we lived together before that in my parents' house because we were mooching. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably '09. Yeah. Or 10. It was after I got out of the Coast Guard. Yeah. So it was... Coast Guard was '09. So yeah, you, you lived there shortly after that. '09 or 10 that I moved in, yeah. '09 or '010. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so what, 13 years living together? Yeah. And then, yeah, 10 years married. And 10 years married. So for the 10-year anniversary, you know how they do like different things for each year that you've been married? That's supposed to be like the gift you give one another? Yeah, okay. What is that? <laughs> what is 10 years? Well, there's two lists, if you will. There's a traditional list, and then there's the modern contemporary list. So we just make shit up? Pretty much. Okay. So traditional 10-year anniversary gift is 10 or aluminum. <laughs> 10, the, like 10, yeah. T-A-N? Yeah. Or aluminum. Okay. Like, okay. Well, then we'll watch The Wizard of Oz and you can see the Tin Man. Woohoo! The other gift for contemporary or modern is a diamond. Of course it is. Right. Like, what, how do we go from tin and aluminum to a diamond? And there's aluminum foil in the pantry. <laughs> Yay! Happy anniversary. <laughs> I don't understand. What does that signify? But instead, you and I decided and opted to go out to dinner. Yes. <laughs> See, I don't understand the act of gift giving for anything, truthfully. I agree. It's, it's extremely stupid because you're giving each other a gift. That has a monetary value. That has a monetary value. So all you're doing is exchanging money. Right. And it's even worse, like your your partner or your wife or your husband or whatever. It's it's. I guess it could be a little different because you're trying to think of something that they might like, blah, 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 blah. But like around Christmas when you're buying shit for family members, 
doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, here's here's a gift card to Bass Pro Shop. Oh, hey, here's a gift card to Best Buy. Just how about we all just keep our money in our wallet? The point of gift giving, like everybody says, right, in all the Hallmark movies, the point of gift giving is supposed to be that you put thought into it, that it means something, that it has a greater meaning than the dollar value that's behind it. And I get that to a point. There is so much commercialism when it comes to all these holidays and anniversaries that it's overdone, and it is essentially money exchanging at this point. Like, who who bought the shiniest gift? You know, I would prefer, like, if for Christmas, our family or whatever, if instead of— Our family or whatever? Yeah, or, Mm -hmm. or each other, instead of giving each other gifts, how about we all pitch in and we go on a cruise? Right. Or something like that. An experience that we all, nobody's going to be like, nah, man, fuck a cruise. It's like, we're going to the Bahamas, bitch. Right. Everybody's going to like that. I 100% agree. To me, it has always been experiences are greater than some tangible gift those that are, you give someone. Those are lifelong memories. They don't go away. Exactly. You know, and then, like, I mean, everything's electronic now, so you're buying electronics for each other. That shit is obsolete in six months. Right. But what I was getting at is what we did for our anniversary, our 10-year. <laughs> it was an, back. It was an experience. Yes. Which, like I just said, is a lifelong memory. Yep. So we went to the Columbia restaurant in Ebor. Is it Ebor or just Tampa? Well, technically it's Ebor, but Ebor is in Tampa. I know. I'm so confused. Both. <laughs> Yes, is the answer. Yes. Yeah. So we went to the Columbia restaurant, which is said to be the largest and oldest Spanish restaurant in the United States. I actually read somewhere that it was the largest in the country or the, I just said the country, but largest in the world. I thought he said it was only the largest in the state of Florida. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Okay, yes. Our server mentioned that it was the largest in the state of Florida, but I thought I read somewhere that it was actually the largest in the country. But it's 118 years old. It's, uh, it's really freaking cool. It is a lot of history, and it is based in Ybor in Tampa. So the history of that area is also brought into the restaurant. Right. And our server, Kristoff? I want to say it was Kristoff. I think it was Kristoff, I believe. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what did he say? Fifth generation? Fifth generation, Tampa. Um, Ybor. An Ebor resident. Uh, what I want to, yeah, resident. But, and then his grandfather worked at the, the Columbia, Columbia restaurant, restaurant for and, 35 years, I think he said. Yes. Which I thought was fucking amazing. And that, that right there shows how how good they treat their people. Absolutely. And his grandmother actually worked at the cigar rolling factory in Ebor as well. So, I think, you know, I heard him speaking to another table. I think she may still work there. Oh. I don't know if it's still there, Wait, regardless. But lots of history. Even this young gentleman who served us, Christoph, I think was his name. He was awesome. Yes. The whole experience was really great. It was. The it, food was amazing. Right. <laughs> and our daughter the whole time was saying, is this Bell's Castle? Yeah. Th- when we say it's big, so uh, just to... Pull it back a little. We drove up to it, and I'm like, there ain't no way this place is that big. We drove up to the back of it. (laughs) I know, but I was thinking that this was going to be huge. Like, outside was going to be massive. And we walked up to it, and I'm like, eh, 
It's not that big. Well, you go inside. How many dining rooms? 18? Well, from where we parked, we had to literally walk around to the front of the building. A whole block. (laughs) Right? That took a whole block, 15 minutes to get to the front of the building. Maybe not 15. I'm exaggerating a little bit there. But it took a long time. And then when you got into the restaurant, it took a lot of turns and twisties and to get to where our table was. I left the jelly bean trail so we could get out of the place. <laughs> jelly bean? <Yeah>. Croquette. <laughs> Croquette. <laughs> Croquet trail. Uh-huh. No. Yes. Croquet is the sport. Croquette oh, is yeah. the Oh, yeah. Croquet thing. is a little mallet thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's awful. Woo! We connected some dots. Ooh. So, as far as food goes, our daughter loves steak. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because I remember being a kid and, it, I mean, steak wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it wasn't, it would never have been my choice. Exactly. Ever. Yep. And theirs was very tender. It was a very flat steak. So, she could, you know, take little bites of it yeah. and she enjoyed it. And it seasoned well. I'm, I was like, okay. It's a kid's steak. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at it and I'm like, this doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look, it looks like a very thin piece of steak. And, you know, I'm I'm a guy. I want a thick, fucking juicy steak, you know? This says so much about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like my meat juicy. <laughs> <laughs> but I want it, you know, I want a thick, juicy steak, medium rare, and hers was thin. And I'm like, eh. But I started cutting it up for her, and I ate a piece, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> not bad. This is not bad. Mm-hmm. And she loved the Cuban bread that they served. That stuff was on point. Mm-hmm. It was hot. The outside was crunchy, crispy enough. Because so there's bread where it's like you got like to go. You got to go to the hospital afterwards to get a blood transfusion because you bled out in your mouth because it's so damn crispy. It drew blood. Yeah, this one perfectly, perfectly crispy on the outside, just barely, and then the inside soft. And they had good butter. Yeah, the butter was good. It was <laughs> getting back on track. They did have Ebor City Devil Crab croquettes, and this is where the conversation started. Croquets. No, <laughs> that's a sport. Okay. <laughs> so the croquettes were really good, and Devil Crab is actually something like a Cuban sandwich that was created in Tampa. You mean a tampon? Calm down. Sandwich. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was created in Tampa. And it's something that is built on the history. It's a crab filling inside of a essentially fried ball. Yeah, it's it's a fried <laughs> crab cake ball. Essentially. Yeah. It, it's got a little bit of different stuff in it, though. It didn't taste like a crab cake. No, it's got more spice to it, yeah. almost like a tomato base. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to explain it. It was really good. I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. And he gave us some. Uh, it was their sauce, their hot sauce. And it was money. It was money on top of those croquettes. <laughs> and then I had the paella, which was amazing. Yeah, paella. We made the mistake one time of of cooking that. Oh, <laughs> God. At home on our own, we tried to cook paella. It turned out really good. No, it was good, but will I ever do it again? No, my hands were blistered from <laughs> scrubbing each muscle of dirt and pulling out the the beards. Yeah, the oh. beard Easy. <laughs> this is a kid appropriate show. Yeah. No, it's beard. not. <laughs> Since when? Never. Uh, 
But yeah, so they did it. And it actually says on the menu that this may take extra time. So please allow for extra time, extra weight. And I I read it. I knew it. I know how to make paella. So obviously, I knew the weight would be longer. That sucker came out in 15, 20 minutes. And it's because, our server said, they start making those earlier in the evening because they know, based on their sales, yes. that this is going to be the rush. Let's get some in here. Yeah, they have a computer system that it's essentially like an algorithm that says, hey, you need to start making paella because a Around this time is when people start ordering it. Yep. And I was like, damn, this place is fancy. But yeah, how many, did I already say this, 18 dining rooms, I think? Is, oh, is, is that no, what? you did not say that. Is that true? I don't know. I thought it was some weird number. It was It was a lot. But yeah. It, I think it holds 1,700 people. Holy crap. I did not know that. Yeah, I think it, now I got to fact check myself. I'm pretty sure he said 18 dining rooms and 1,700 people. Wow. Which is, I mean, I believe it. Oh, I do too. The place is ginormous, and in some areas it has two stories. Right. And let's see here. So, okay. It looks like it's 12 dining rooms, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember, this is one place. Yeah, 12 dining rooms, 52,000 square feet. Holy crap. And seating for up to 1,700 customers. Wow. Okay. And it enc- it encompasses an entire city block, which is what we alluded to when we said we had to walk an entire city block. <laughs> and they also offer flamenco shows. We didn't opt for that option that night, but I do want to go back one day and maybe do that. Oh, I'd like to take there's a few people that I'd like to take over there. They'd be like, holy crap. I'm telling you, when we when they said they called our name and they were gonna seat us, I was like, All right, we'll be sitting down and 30 seconds. It took us like three hours to find our they seat. They did not. <laughs> but you had the grilled grouper? Yes, grilled right? grilled grouper. It had rice and then some like snap peas, snow peas. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with it. it. Had a lot of, it had butter, gave me a little, little wedge of lemon for some zesty. <laughs> it was important. <laughs> it, I, it is for, for fish like that. You got to have a little bit of lemon. But all that to say, we booked it for our anniversary, and they actually gave us a little card when we walked in. Did we keep it? No. Oh. I know. One of the things we forgot, along with putting our leftovers in the refrigerator when we got home. <laughs> uh. I am so bitter. My pie- my paella. Gone. Just gone. Because yep. we left it out all night. Well, I... That's why their cat didn't, didn't get it. He, he might have smelled that and been like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> But anyways, they gave us a little card that said happy anniversary, and it was signed by a bunch of the employees. That was really sweet. I thought that was cool. And at the end of our meal, they did give us a the flan. Uh, That was the one thing. Now, I'm not complaining. The flavor was good. The flavor itself is good. It's just not my style of dessert. Because of the texture. It's a texture thing. It's like a very thick pudding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a pudding that isn't as liquidy as like a snack pack <laughs> like I, I will fuck fucking crush a snack pack you're comparing a high fluten restaurant's flan to a snack pack oh yeah and then <laughs> so this was the funny part about eating a flan <laughs> our daughter took a bite and i think there's some form of cooked like amaretto glaze on it or something mm-hmm. and she said this tastes like alcohol we looked at her and said <laughs> how do you know <laughs> She did not like it, but 
It was good. It's just not my style. I know you liked it a lot. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'm not a fan of like creme brulee type stuff either. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really surprised. But there's other things. There's churros. There's... Key lime. Yeah, key lime pie, which is what I wanted to try. But at that point, after eating half the flan, even though I wasn't a fan, I ate half. <laughs> even though, or after that, I was like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. No more. I got to walk a block to get back to the car. <laughs> Roll a block. It was a good... What are you trying to say? (laughs) Me too, I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But all that to say, it was an amazing experience because of how beautiful it is inside. And our daughter the whole time asking a million questions. Oh, yeah. What do I do with my cloth napkin? Uh Why do I have so many utensils? Well, and just to set expectations, there's no real dress code. I think the only... The only thing that they want you to do is to, if you're a guy, to wear sleeves, as in a t-shirt, right? not like a muscle tank or something like that. But we were the highest, I would say we were probably dressed the the best in there, and which which we weren't dressed up. Don't get me wrong. No. I had a polo on and you had a... And shorts. You had basketball and, shorts yeah. on. No, I didn't have basketball shorts on. Oh, I thought they were basketball no, shorts. No, I had my, my gray... Jean type pants oh, or khaki. Okay. I don't know if they're and Crocs. Um, you, it's Florida. That's it's permanent. Fine. No big deal. And our daughter had on a dress and her Crocs. Yeah, and you, you two on, looked fancy. I had on a dress and flirt flirts, flip flops, thongs. Yeah, if you're in Australia. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we weren't you know real dressed up. They were like summer dresses. They weren't anything fancy, but no. But you you were like I'm just trying to. I don't want people to think that it's. Bow tie. Although the servers are wearing bow ties. Yeah, they were all legit. I don't know. And your paella, when it came out, the dude opened up everything. It was a tableside service. Yeah, it was crazy. And then they had tableside salad, Mm -hmm. which was wild. I watched a dude make somebody's salad right next to me. I was like, this dude could make the hell out of a salad. (laughs) (laughs) We need him on our team. He'd do good in prison. So I agree. I agree. I think experiences are way more important than any gift that can be given because yes. not only are they memorable, but you're also doing them together. Well, look, look how our kid felt la- last night at this place. Right. You know, she she was in, she loved the place. She mm-hmm. thought she was in a castle. <laughs> Belle's castle. Yeah, and she just kept talking. I mean, you could hear it and see it and... In her voice, she was just going nuts. She was like, this place is amazing. (laughs) So I 100% agree. But in all the time that we've been together, I'm going to break it down for you what 10 years is. Oh, whoa, shit. It's 120 months. It's 521 weeks. 3,650 days. 87,600 hours. 5,256,000 5,256,000 minutes, 315,000, three, wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 315,360,000 seconds, that all equates to 10 years. Oh, that's very helpful that I will not remember. That's a lot. Well, yeah. And just think that there's people that have been married for a lot longer than 10 years. 50. Uh-huh. Like, times all that by five. Right. That's insane. Yep. Are we going to make it to 50? 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I mean, I got no place to go. (laughs) Yeah, this is good. (laughs) This is fine. This is all right. Yeah. I'm not mad or nothing. Well, did you know that there is something called the 10-year itch? the hell is that? So there's an article out there that says... Oh, God. (laughs) 10 years of marriage is actually the highest level of dissatisfaction amongst married couples. (laughs) What? (laughs) It means that... They did this study, and a bunch of women actually said that th- at 10 years, it was the highest level of dis- dissatisfaction in their marriage. The 10-year itch. The women? Yes. Huh. I wonder why. Uh, well, a couple of things. They said that there's many mistakes that people make around the 10-year mark because I, I want to say it's comfortability. It's not achieving goals. Like It lists out a whole bunch of different things. Yes. But... What it talks about the most, the mistakes that are made and to avoid, is avoiding eye rolls. Wait, so it took 10 years for somebody to get mad about eye rolls? That shit's day one. Well, they go on to explain what eye rolls mean. Like, essentially, don't be mean to each other. And I guess... Oh, no shit, Sherlock! But when you get to a point in your relationship where you're really comfortable with each other, it feels like maybe some things are forgotten once you get to that point. It's like you still have to work on your marriage. We'll get to this in a second. Hold on. So avoid eye rolls, stay in the sack, and money matters. So those are the big things that were concerns. So I think when it comes to eye rolls, what they're talking about is people just get mean. Like it's almost like you have all this built up resentment in your marriage and you're just lashing out at each other. But why do you get that to that point? Well, I agree. But also, I feel like people don't know how, and we say this all the time, don't know how to disagree anymore. Yeah, they don't know how to disagree and then be, still be friends or partners. Right. So to me, it's like a bunch of disagreements have built up to that 10-year mark and you're just fucking fed up. Like, we've gone through 10 years of this shit and we're still fighting. It's like... There's a way to move beyond, right? There's a way to agree. There's a way to disagree and still have a good relationship. Yeah, no, I don't. People, like people, it, people are assholes, right? And but you're not supposed to treat your significant significant other that way, right? Period. Right. Even if you don't like what they said or or. You're disagreeing on something stupid. That's the thing, too, is like everybody's getting all up and up in arms over shit that doesn't matter. Right. Just I, chill the fuck out. It's okay to argue. Seriously, it is okay. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to agree. But don't be mean. I think that's the point of avoiding eye rolls. Like, just don't be mean. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get that. And then stay in the sack. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory intimacy is a large part of marriage you're essentially stuck with one person for the rest of your life same pussy for life (laughs) (laughs) make sure you're enjoying each other and then money matters again i think that one's self-explanatory when it comes to money in marriage yeah well that's getting more difficult as inflation rises and tax rates go up that's i yeah that stuff scares the shit out of me and a looming recession that's hanging over our heads. I mean, I'm not saying that for us, but I'm saying that period. Right. For everyone. It's it's tough. Yep. 
But I think for us at this 10-year mark, we're hitting our stride. Well, that's because we don't... I mean, yeah, obviously we're not perfect. We get into arguments. We say stupid shit. But we have figured out how to move on. Right. Because if we didn't, like, that we'd... Be one of these statistics, right? We, yeah, we wouldn't have made made it to ten years, right? I mean, how we we couldn't talk on a podcast like this. <laughs> but I think that's you know part of it. We are hitting our stride. We understand each other. We are still best friends. Yes, we are able to communicate. We're able to disagree publicly in some cases, but then we also are parenting together. Like I right. think you and I agree a lot on what needs to be done for parenting our daughter. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Well, I, we, we treat that as a team for sure. And she does try to split us. <laughs> well, I think that's every kid, I do, right? I do too. Shoot. Mom says, no, let me go ask dad. Uh-huh, and I say, what'd your mom say? And she's like, <laughs> damn it. Well, and it's probably a little late right now, but I actually saw or heard, read something, one of those media forums where a couple actually tells their child, you cannot split up this team. If I say something, mom or dad's going to say the same thing. So you cannot split up this team talking to the child. Right. And I thought that was powerful. So I've actually started saying that to her. I think that's something that we can really instill and do better with, especially as we get into her later years. Well, I think that's important anyway, because it shows what a what a good marriage is, it, which is no matter what, if you're a parent or not, it's a team. And I want her to know what a good husband looks like Mm -hmm. so when she is on the market for a husband she can find one and hopefully she can kind of model it model him after me i don't know i mean i try my best yeah and we try our best as a team and i want her to know that a husband isn't just there you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah to kill bugs and spiders and stuff (laughs) Well, and I think the last thing I'll say about this milestone in our marriage is that we are now enjoying the life that we built through our 20s. Right. We built a life in our 20s. We worked hard for that life in our 20s. And I mean, not that we didn't enjoy it then, but it's like we're reaping the benefits, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had her eight years ago, whatever, and... We were young, mm-hmm. didn't have any money. Not, no, not a whole lot. We were struck. I mean, it was a struggle for a while. We were house poor for a while. Yeah, we had a, a tiny, tiny townhouse with with folding chairs. No, I mean, going from the townhouse to the single family home, single family home was bare. Oh yeah, for a long time. Uh huh. It was like <laughs> our family would come over and they'd be like, "Oh, you got a new rug." It's, I'm like, "It's a welcome mat." <laughs> Yeah. Slowly. So, uh, yeah. It was the life that we built in our 20s that now we're enjoying at our 10-year marriage and, you know, before that. But still, to the point that we built something and now we're reaping the benefits. Yeah, and, and just take that as something that you do for yourself. Like, hustle, grind, all that stuff when you can. And then you'll reap the benefits. It'll come back. Absolutely. Well... I, you're going to love this. So I think one of our, wait, scratch that. Moving on to one more piece of advice. I think we talked about hitting our stride, parenting together, and then the life that we built. 
in our 20s. And I think the last thing is finding time to stay connected and being best friends. We say say that in all of our podcasts. I feel like that you and I are best friends, that we have this partnership relationship where it's okay for us to have disagreements, but even we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like to (coughs) talk to each other and have experiences with each other. But it's taking that time to stay connected because if you're best friends, the rest comes after, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intimacy will come, uh, trust, commitment, all the things that make a good, healthy relationship, all that comes after. Guess what chat GPT said (laughs) about a happy marriage? What did it say? It said that in order to have a happy marriage, there are key characteristics to have this result. Communication, commitment, trust, mutual respect, shared values and goals, and quality time together. I'm pretty sure that's everything that you just said. Right. (laughs) It knows us better than we know us. It's scary. Yeah. But the way that it thinks we look as humans is kind of funny. Yeah. Go go watch the rock eating rocks video (laughs) generated by AI. Oh, my God. I laugh so hard. But get this, the common reasons for divorce are lack of commitment. (laughs) No shit. Infidelity. (laughs) Too much conflict and lack of physical intimacy. Well, I think a lot of this stuff stems stems from technology. I do. I think think, uh, cell phones and things like that, screen time, I see it time and time again where you go to a restaurant and you'll have what looks like either a husband or wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, sitting across from each other at a place like the Columbia on their phones the, mm-hmm. ho- the whole time. I'm like, you had all day and now you're at this nice restaurant that you're supposed to be experiencing together and you're focused on Facebook or whatever it is. Right. It's sad. It is. We went out to breakfast one last weekend or the weekend before and it was a family of four. Mom, dad, two boys. The dad was on his phone the entire time. Mm -hmm. And the boys are talking to their mom. I'm like, that's not right. Wake up. Yeah, wake up from your matrix sleep that you're in right now. Yep. But I think it's really interesting that the common reasons for divorce are the polar opposite of what ChatGBT says is a happy marriage. I mean, it makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I I truly think that a lot of the lack of time or whatever that spent together, it, it has a lot to do with the cell phones and screen time and shit. Social media in general. People are desperate for a constant dopamine hit, and then they become addicted to their phones, and they're constantly on them. It's But that's interesting, horrifying. though, because... Dopamine happens in many different ways and forms, right? It's not just on yourself. And it it could be a connection with another person sitting right next to you. A hug. Yeah, but it's an addiction, I think, to a specific dopamine hit, which is that screen. Like, it's it's immediate gratification when you're doom scrolling on Facebook and you're you're able to see, like, oh, my God, I can see all these videos. I can see my everything that my friends are doing. Oh, look, my friend Bob, he just cooked paella. (laughs) I I want to be friends with Bob. It's just crazy. It's insane what they have done to us. And I truly think that a lot of technology stuff has ruined the family unit and is in process of ruining the family unit. I agree. Scary. 
sad. Yes. Yep. Just wait until AI is like, I, I wouldn't doubt they're developing an AI girlfriend. Ew. I'm serious because people are strange and they don't have to put, they don't have to commit. That wouldn't totally surprise me because I believe in the meta universe, there are, what are they called? Like bots, if you will, right? That are. Yeah, but just imagine if it was more lifelike, like more conversational and not like a a pre-written thing. Mm. Like, oh, oh, if you say hi, I say hi back. Now it's, if you say hi, I go through this language model that's a kajillion words or whatever. ASL. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it, it's scary. I mean, the, the family unit is under attack, and it's been under attack for a long time, and it sucks. Agreed. But I wanted to talk about some of these just a little bit that ChatGPT says about a happy marriage in that we said communication and commitment. I think those are pretty self-explanatory. Trust and mutual respect as well. But this one about shared values and goals. Do you think that you and I have shared values and goals? Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. I don't, I mean, you you just said it. We're a team. Yep. (laughs) Do you think that people who, so I've read this article that said opposites attract, right? To an extent. And then other people comment on it and say that that's not true. Eh. So to me, I feel like this one piece, right? Shared values and goals. I think that is where opposites will be in conflict, right? I agree. If you and I didn't have the same shared values and goals, then regardless if you like tomatoes and I like potatoes, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how how can you be best friends if you're not similar? Right. You know, in in how you feel about the world and things like that. I'm not saying you have to agree on everything because obviously that's not how humans are. Right. But for the most part, like what you want out of life, you both usually want the same shit. Right. Like we wanted a kid. Yes. We had a kid. Now. We wanted to move to Florida. We We moved to Florida. And now we want to make sure our kids raised in a really good way, you know? We want to make sure she's never wanting of anything. hmm So I thought that piece was interesting. Because, I mean, everything else just seems like, yeah, duh. But that one piece, like, you think of opposites attract, but in actuality, like, okay, opposites attract, like, I don't know. You like video games. I like being outdoors, as an example. Okay, fine. You can be opposites in that way. But if you're not basing your relationship on a shared value and goal, right. You're going to go in different directions. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you definitely can't. I don't I don't know how you can be this be a, a cohesive team if you're not fighting for the same things. Right. Yeah. Mm, that felt good. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about our funny post yes. from Twitter, I'm talking really so slow so I can pull it up here. But really so so, so slow? <laughs> so I sent Russ a list of, what was it, like 22 funny uh, marriage posts from this past week and asked him to pick one. Which one was yours? So my post on Twitter is from Marl, at Marl Bean, and her tweet says, me to anyone else. It's in the cabinet. 
me to my husband. It's in the upper cabinet next to the fridge on the left at eye level. It's bright green. It's right there. It's right there. (laughs) Now, I read this tweet and I get kind of agitated. (laughs) Why? Because she says to anyone else, it's in the cabinet. If you were to say that to me, there's 30 cabinets in this fucking house. (laughs) I'd get agitated. There's cabinets in the garage. But the point is that anyone else would look. In 30 cabinets? Yes. No. Yes. No. Or the logical cabinet that this would be in. Scissors, for example. What cabinet would the scissors be in? They could be in every, any cabinet in the house. It could be in the bathroom for it cutting bandages. It should not be in every cabinet in the house. It could be. Two locations. Kitchen, bathroom. Okay. We have a large kitchen with how many how many cabinets? And then we have two bathrooms with how many cabinets in each one? It should so you're, always... you expect me, when I ask a favor, see, this is the thing. <laughs> it should I, always be. Thing, I'm not done. When, when, I, when I ask a favor of, hey, where's the scissors? And you say it's in the cabinet. Oh. It should be in the same cabinet as it always has been. The fact that it is removed from that cabinet and put into a different cabinet is not the pro is the problem. No, see, because the, the reason It is the problem. No. It needs to remain in the cabinet once it is finished in use. And it would be. No, because it would go from the kitchen cabinet into the bathroom cabinet and it would stay on the bathroom cabinet. Wait, it would go from the kitchen cabinet to the bathroom counter and sit on the counter for days or weeks at a time. So, okay, logical place. You're cleaning the the counter, put it in the bathroom cabinet. But now it's not in its original location. Therein lies the problem. Everything has a home. So, okay. (laughs) So if you see the scissors, I'm not saying that you have to clean up after me, but if you see the scissors in the bathroom because I forgot to put them back, why did you put them in the bathroom? When they have a home in the kitchen. No. This is bullshit. You put them in the bathroom. I know, because I was cutting a Band-Aid for our kid, and then I left them on the counter. And now, you when say you went behind me, you got agitated because the scissors were there for 30 minutes instead of being put away immediately. 30 minutes is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> These are the arguments in our household. Uh, Everything has a home. If it doesn't get back to its original home, it's going to be put somewhere where it currently is out of sight, out of mind. And yes, that then becomes the new home because you put it there. So, okay. I didn't put it in the cabinet, though. So what you're saying is... So it should stay on the counter. So No. When I I ask you, where is it, and you say in the cabinet, you don't think you should say it's in the bathroom cabinet? (laughs) This is why there's so much truth (laughs) to this tweet. Because every married couple can relate to this. (laughs) 100%. Every single one. My turn. (laughs) So my tweet is from Momming Hard at Momming Hard. I got frustrated that someone was texting my husband nonstop late at night and then realized it was me sending him memes from across the room. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is an issue <laughs> because you get mad. You're like, did you watch the videos I sent? I'm like, I watched two of the 76. <laughs> I don't have 76 hours to watch all of these. So I do? Obviously. (laughs) 
So you send me 76 at once. This isn't like over the course of a whole day or a whole week. This is like 76 videos in five minutes. One of my friends. Did you watch? And then 10 minutes later, did you watch those videos I sent? How? (laughs) Physics. One of my friends is going to listen to this and she's going (laughs) to know exactly what I'm talking about. They do it to her too. (laughs) But then you get mad that I didn't watch every single one. Because they're funny, and I know you would enjoy it. I'm trying to bring enjoyment to your life. Appreciate me. Thank you. Good night. But I can't. I'm done. I can't can't watch 76 videos within the first 30 minutes that you sent them to me. Sure you can. I'm working through it. (laughs) But it takes you like two days. It's 76 videos. It's supposed to become an inside joke, and now I can't joke with you because it's no longer an inside joke because you haven't watched it yet. It's 76 videos. Oh my god! Ten years. Yeah, ten years. But it's all good. <laughs> I still have a queue of seventy-eight videos now. You just sent me two more. <laughs> Enjoy those videos, honey. <laughs> no. Happy anniversary. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. It's what you do with the things you love.